This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. I'm here with Zach Rizzuto. We're going to go over week 10 buys, week 10 sells. It's the home stretch. Got a couple weeks before the playoffs begin. And, you know, this is about that time before the trade deadline's over in your fantasy football leagues. A lot of trade deadlines are over week 11. Right, so week eleven might be the last time you're able to trade. So this is the time this week and next week, the the last opportunity that most leagues are going to get to make trades to help you win that fantasy championship, make your way to the playoffs, make that playoff push. So let's get it. Let's get right into it, man. Um, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about any sort of news that has come up over the last twenty four hours. I don't really there think hasn't there's much, much to talk about. No, I mean besides uh, maybe Odell. Uh, where he's going to go, but we could talk forever about where he's going to go. You know, there's really no, I mean, it doesn't like we talked, we, yeah, we hit on that a little bit yesterday. We don't really know like where he's going to go. Like there's not really any firm reports about it, you know, in terms of where he might end up. So we'll see. It's a, it's an open-ended thing for now. Um, and and by the way, like if you're here live, uh, in, in the, uh, on YouTube, you could throw your, trade questions in the comments here and we're going to try to get to some of these questions today uh yeah. so you know just to kind of get some like actionable trade advice you know we'll, and we'll kind of hit on those trades as we go all right yeah and um with, with trades you know the trade deadline looming we talked about you know this is how you make the playoff push but this is also how you save your season you know if you can't if, if you haven't done well up to this point if you're on the edge of being a competitor say you're three three and six i think are the records right now or four and five you know this is how you you save your season before you go over the edge. Because once you get that seventh loss, that's kind of it. You know, you have a very low chance of making the playoffs at that point. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you're, if you have a really, really good record, you know, you might want to focus on those long-term moves. If you have a, you know, buying guys like Hollywood, maybe buying guys like Jamar Chase, maybe obviously those are high risk moves, right? Because like, you know, does Jamar Chase end up on IR? Right. Does, mm-hmm. uh, you know, does, does Hollywood come back healthy? Those are yeah. high risk moves. And if you have a really good team and you're rolling, you might want to just like chill out. Right. And just like keep it going, you know, because those are high risk moves that could definitely win you a championship. No doubt about yeah. it. So, but, you know, it depends how risk averse, you know, or, or, or pro risk you are. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get right into it, man. Um, let's get into my first buy. Yeah. All right. And I'm very passionate about this one. Okay. All right. I'm buying Amara St. Brown. Yep. <laughs> Again, uh, I, I feel like I've been yeah. talking about Amara St. Brown. Like I, I've been telling you guys to buy Amara St. Brown for maybe a month 
or more now. And mm-hmm. that's because I still believe in buying Amorez and Brown. You still got it. You still have an opportunity to. And I think it's going to happen big time for Amorez and Brown. Amorez and Brown over the last, you know, month or so, you know, or, uh, you know, for the rest of the season, I think Amorez is going to be a wide receiver one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, last week, the Lions were in a positive game script, right? Not something they're going to find themselves not something they're going to find themselves in very often, right? Amara right. had a 35% target share this past week, had a 76% air yard share this past week, okay? 10 targets, 9 targets, no TJ Hawkinson the rest of the year, a banged-up DeAndre Swift the rest of the year. Maybe. What happened the last time he was in these circumstances? Like, do you, know, you remember what happened? Like, it was, it was a crazy finish to the year. Yeah. And on a per route basis, 32% targets, target share per route run. There's only one player who has a higher target per route run than him, and that's Tyreek Hill. He's going to have a monster finish to the year. And there is such a wide open opportunity to buy a rest of season wide receiver one. It's not even funny. Like he yeah. is, I, in my opinion, he is the number one buy at wide receiver. I agree. You know, everything you just listed off, I do think that Amon Ross St. Brown is a buy. I'm not exactly sure what his ceiling is going to be. You know, obviously he looked really good at the end of last season. It was similar circumstances, like you just said. But the offense still isn't that good. And and we know Amon Ross St. Brown is good. And earlier in the season, I was very happy to do that. But he he's getting the targets. The production isn't matching up just yet. So I, I want to see one, I want to see an actual good game before I say he's, you know, the buy of like maybe the rest of the season. Um, Once he has the good game, Zach, you're yeah, not going to you be able buy. to buy him. You can't buy. Yes. You got to make these you. predictions before the they happen. Cause once yes. they happen, it's not going to, he's not going to be as cheap as he is right now. The tr- the types of start sit questions that I've been getting around Amara St. Brown, the types of questions that lump him with other wide receivers that I'm just like, really <laughs> start Amara St. Brown. Like, yeah, I understand no, the production no wasn't there last week, for example. But last week, Jamal Williams had how many carries on the ground? Like, they 24. were actually in a positive game script. Like, that ain't yeah. going to happen with the Lions, with, with how bad their defense is. Yeah, the, the defense is bad. It looked better against the Packers, but those are the Packers. The thing that kind of concerns me is that Jared Goff looks bad again. You know what I'm saying? He, he doesn't look as good as he was even, you know, last season when he's propelling Amon Ross St. Brown to those finishes. And, you know, earlier in the season when he had that big game, you know, the, the Lions offense as a whole has cooled off. It's it's not really that high scoring unit. You know, I think it was like number one in scoring and bottom it was number 32 in defensive scoring allowed. So that was like, you know, fantasy heaven right there for Lions players. But it's, it's come down to earth pretty bad recently. Um, I'm not a humongous fan of the way that it's looked, which is kind of making me a bit leery. I know that I'm on St. Brown. He's a stud. Yes. I think he can be a wide receiver one the rest of the way, but I, I'm not sure what his ceiling is going to be, especially with the production on offense being the way it was, you know, they just won a game um, with 15 points and they're the worst defense. I, I don't think that's going to happen a whole lot. I could see them going down. They've had a couple ugly finishes, um, notably against New England and Dallas, but those are two good defenses. I, I think that, um, he has it in him, but you're much more confident in him recapturing that form that he had last season. I'm not as confident. You can buy him, but I think this is more of a luxury move. This isn't something that you 
um, are going to make. This isn't a move you're going to make if you're just trying to upgrade from a guy like, say, uh, I don't know, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at these underlying metrics that he has, and it just points to they all correlate to high and wide receiver one type of numbers, and he's done it before. So that's yeah. that's the reason why I'm like, you know what? This usage is not mass, mash into production here. Let's buy now. Yeah, all right. There's, there's reason to believe. I'm not saying that there's no reason to believe we've seen him do it before. I don't want to come off as, you know, a hater of Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm just tempering my expectations. That's all I'm saying. I hear what you're saying, too. I think the ceiling is there. I'm just... Zach's, Zach's hesitation. Zach's hesitation. Yeah, I agree. And and I think Zach's hesitation here tells me that it's going to be pretty easy to buy Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say Zach's hesitation here is going to tell me that he's going to have a monster season and just put Zach to shame. <laughs> now that I said no, no, that, no, no, you know, no, it's no. probably going to happen, but we'll no, no, see. No. I, I, I'm just you don't have the, the you don't have the opposite Midas touch. That's not that's not what's going on here at all. Mm. I did like, for Amari Cooper in week three, was it? Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. That's a small sample size. Yeah, small sample, small size. sample we're, we're size. There. All right. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get into one of your buys next. Yeah. So one of my buys is Mike Evans. And I know it's really easy to be like, why would we buy Mike Evans? You know, the way the Buccaneers offense has looked and Tom Brady, you know, the way they've looked um, this season so far hasn't been encouraging. And they just won on the last play in a very low scoring game against the Rams. And he's still not putting up massive numbers. There's a lot of stuff that you miss just by looking at the box score of this game and the way that they've been playing recently. He finished as a wide receiver one just once over the past five weeks. No touchdowns scored in the air since week four when he scored twice against Kansas City. In two seasons with Tom Brady at quarterback, Mike Evans' touchdown percent on receptions is 18.7%, which is ridiculous. That's super high, you know, just touchdown machine type of numbers. And this season so far, it's one-third of that, and it's resting at 6.8% right now, which makes me think, yes, maybe Tom Brady has come back to earth a little bit, but Tom Brady hasn't been, you know, the whole reason they're losing games. That's a huge difference, and we saw this a couple weeks ago with A.J. Brown. Regression is on the way. That was the case with A.J. Brown. What did he do when we said that, you know, this positive touchdown regression was coming? We actually cited his exact stat, the same stat that I'm citing right now with Mike Evans, his touchdown percent, his career touchdown percentage. And he came out and he scored three touchdowns against the Steelers the week after. I'm not saying it's going to happen maybe that quickly and that on the nose this week, but it's definitely coming because this touchdown percent is way too low for the way that Tom Brady and Mike Evans have played together um, in the past. He's been targeted at least 11 times in each of the past three games, too. 37 times total over the past three weeks. So it's not like he's not getting used. It's just like, why isn't he scoring touchdowns? If it feels like he hasn't been scoring touchdowns the way he usually does, it's because he isn't. So I think that we're going to see regression, you know, hit him like a truck. Yeah, and he's had pretty good success against the Seahawks in his career. Uh, you know, he, he's been, you know, he's played them a couple times and he's killed them yeah. <laughs> before. So, <laughs> it, you know, it's not the same players, obviously, but maybe he just, you know, has an eye of for, you know, kicking the Seahawks ass. Uh, so yeah. it could very well happen this week. And we've seen them in bunches to people, to, to players who, you know, these 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 regressions have been happening. Joe Mixon, right? Uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, who else? 
who else just had a big a crazy oh aj brown we talked about right? AJ brown, like, yeah. it's been happening so mm-hmm. you know I, I i i'm with you man I, I think i think he's he's somebody that you could buy you know averaging almost 13 targets a game over the last three like yeah. you said uh so that's a Cons- solid buy right there consider this too it's not like we're just saying that you know you look at a guy that gets 15 targets 11 targets 11 targets in three straight games you'd think that their price would be super high you know he's got to be producing with that right now 18 points, 18 points, nine points, no touchdowns. That is the perfect way. You know, if people are just looking at the surface level. If, is he scoring a touchdown or not? Is he hitting 100 yards or not? If they're looking at that, then maybe they'll be like, Man, you know what, Mike Evans isn't performing the way I wanted him to. And before that, he was quiet too. I mean, he hasn't been the most consistent receiver. He's had his blow-up games, but when he doesn't show up, you know, he doesn't show up. Um, it's kind of evened out a little bit more, especially with this target share recently. He opened the season with seven targets, four targets, and then he came back with 10 and then eight, four. And like I said, these last three weeks, 15, 11, 11, uh, it's a heavy passing attack for Mike Evans and the Buccaneers. I think that he is a screaming guy right now. Let's move on to one of our trade questions here from Avant De Leon. First of all, A plus name. Even yeah. if you lost this trade, <laughs> uh, 10 out of 10 name. Um, yeah. Avant De Leon. Sounds like a tequila, <laughs> a tequila brand. Um, yeah, so this trade already happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tua, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Swift. For Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, and Chris Olave. The question is, who won the trade? So that's Tua, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Swift for Lamar Jackson, Alvin Kamara, and Chris Olave. Hmm. I, that's, a, that's a really close one for me. I don't know. It, it, it's close, you know, yeah. and I think Tyreek Hill is obviously, you know, he's probably the best player in this trade, right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, both teams can win depending on what they need. Like, for example, like if the person trading away Hill had, you know, a couple studs at running back, let's say they had like, you know, Saquon and, you know, Travis Etienne, right? And, you know, trading away, you know, Hill and uh, I'm sorry, you know, getting trading away Kamara isn't the worst thing in the world, right? However, if I'm just going for like, you know, apples and apples here, yeah, I might prefer the Kamara and Olave side. Uh, you know, if I needed a running back, right? And Olave, I think, is a solid wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes to always have the best player in a, in a, in a deal, right? Like I like to get the best player in a deal. So, if I'm looking to upgrade, basically trading away Kamara and Olave for Hill, I would do that. I would do that. However, Alvin Kamara is a high end RB one right now. If you're looking to potentially, you know, lessen the risk surrounding Alvin Kamara. We talked about it. We don't think there's that much risk rest of the season because yeah. that video didn't look that great. Um, so and we have no idea like what happened in that video. But mm-hmm. who are you leaning with here? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards the other side. And this what, is what side is that? Tua, Hill, and Swift, the winner. That's me. Because I when I take it and I go position for position and I just look at the like how they stack up to each other, you know, Tua versus Lamar, Kamara versus Swift. And then Hill versus Olave. Hill versus Olave is a humongous. Um, that's the easiest one right there. Hill is the number one wide receiver right now in fantasy football, and he's going to continue to do his thing. There's yes. no doubt in my mind he's going to be. He has the highest ceiling and the highest floor at this point in time, even over Cooper Cup right now um, in fantasy football right now. So Tyreek Hill, very nice. I, I think he wins that. Swift versus Kamara is a little bit. It leans towards Kamara for me. You know, Kamara has been a, a, a better. A, a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Okay, so if really? we're talking rest of season, yeah. it, it could be closer than you think. If Swift can get right, 
I think that they can produce, you know, relatively similarly. But right now, Kamara is a much safer asset than Swift. So in that case, yes, Kamara wins. Um, I would argue, I would argue that the delta between Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift is higher than the delta between Tyreek Hill and Chris Olave. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, uh, Kamara is much better at this point. DeAndre Swift is not going to be right for the rest of the year. Yeah, he's a much better fantasy asset right now. Um, so Kamara wins that part for me, but then I look at the quarterbacks and the way Lamar has been playing. I want to say Lamar, but he hasn't been producing very well. Yeah. So it's like, this is almost, it's, that's almost even, right? That's almost a wash. Yeah. It has to be a wash because we know what, we know what Lamar's ceiling is and that's what makes it so tough because it's yeah. always going to stick in the back of your mind when you're dealing with Lamar. It's like, okay, we know he can put up 40 points any week. He just has mm-hmm. to have that game Tua, his, his ceiling is very high, but his floor is also um, a lot lower, I think, than Lamar's just because he doesn't have the rushing upside. So I think that's a wash. It's a very even trade for me in a vacuum. You know, this is pretty, pretty even. If I had to, if, if I had to pick, though, just my gut feeling, I'd, I'd take the Tua Hill stack. That's just me. I think the, the, the Tua Hill stack has a higher ceiling overall. Oh, yeah. Yep. I would say that. I like it. That's a good one. Now, Hernandez is asking. I'm sorry, and Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry, Aaron Henderson. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Like, this is a, this is a football show. My bad, dude. It doesn't. It's I, funny because, you know, at a glance, profile picture. Because it's you funny. Know. I don't know if Aaron found it funny, though. Aaron, nah. can you let me know in the comments if that was funny? I don't think <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you found it funny. That's just me, though. My bad. Uh, would, you, would you trade away uh, Leonard Fournette for Amara St. Brown easily? This is, like, no question. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. It, 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 these are the types of questions that we're going to get around Amara St. Brown. That's why we're buying Amara St. Brown because you don't have yeah. to spend that much to get them, right? Amara St. I mean, Fournette, someone I'm looking to sell. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Henderson in the chat said, I get that a lot. LOL. Uh, oh, I hope <laughs> not, man. I hope that's not true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so like, um, yeah, like I'm buying Amara, dude. And Fournette, you know, it's uh, he's on shaky. Ground. He's not a fantasy asset that I'm looking to keep buy. You know, I'm looking to get rid of him if I can. So yeah, this is an easy one for me. Yeah, I figured this that one would be pretty easy for you because you're both <laughs> you're an Amon Rod truther, but you're also a Leonard Fournette hater. So I knew that would happen. I am not a Leonard Fournette hater. Oh, I'm you're hating how Fournette he's hater. been used. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hello. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Hold on a second. Okay, I have Leonard Fournette on, on a lot of teams. Well, not anymore because I traded him away. But. Right. I drafted him on, in a lot of teams. I, w- I was into him this year. I'm so into you. I can't, I can't <laughs> sing. But I was into Fournette coming into the year. But as the season went on, did not like what I've seen. So I'm, I'm moving on from him for sure. 